Welcome to What's Your View with Olu Dolako. This podcast was created as a space for real people with real life experiences that most people can relate to and learn from. Hang tight and have a great time listening. Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. On today's episode, my guest and I would talk about ghosting, gaslighting, and reverse psychology. Emotional manipulators often use mind games to see spy in a relationship. The ultimate goal is to use that power to control the other person. A elder relationship should be based on trust, understanding, and mutual respect. This is true of personal relationships as well as professional ones. You can learn to recognize the manipulation and stop it. You can also learn to protect yourself as team and sanity as well. Um, in this episode, my guest and I review common forms of emotional manipulation, how to recognize them and what to do about it. So my guest today happens to be like someone I've had on the previous episode. Please introduce yourself. Hi everyone, I'm Olua Tony and I'm a writer, speaker, different things, but for the purpose of this podcast, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> okay, um, from my own end, for the purpose of this episode, right, she's a psychologist, kind of, I mean, not kind of, right, but I mean, she's one of these people, you get what I'm saying? So, <laughs> let's get into it. What is emotional manipulation or what would you say emotional manipulation means to you? Okay, uh, emotional manipulation um, is uh, is happening when a perpetrator is trying to get someone else to do something or feel something in a way that um, that person is actually not comfortable with. I, that would be like the short version. What, what makes that, like based on your definition, what makes it manipulation? What, the, what makes that, like that whole definition, something manipulative? Because you're trying to get someone to do something that they naturally don't want to do or are not comfortable with. Or you're trying to get them to feel a certain way that you know is, is not the way they should feel. So it's kind of like the deception aspect of it is what yeah. makes it manipulative. manipulation. Okay, because I was about to like give a scenario of, um, let's say I'm a student and um, my parents are trying to force me to read. Um, do you think we should regard that as a manipulation, but as a positive manipulation? By I see, do you think that's manipulation? Not really. Uh, if you are trying to get someone to do what is right mm-hmm. at a certain age, I think for me here, my answer would be based on age. If you get to a certain stage, it could still be manipulation negatively, even though you're trying to get the person to do something good. Yeah. Yeah. So, because really, there are things that are better when you can get the person to reason with you rather than uh, use other methods to sort of craftily get the person to do it. You might not achieve much in the long run Mm -hmm. with that person because they don't really get it. All right. So, what forms do emotional manipulation take? Um... Okay, primarily we'll be talking about ghosting, gaslighting, and reverse psychology. Um, I know you have things to say about this. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, like, there are a lot of forms, apparently. I also, um, you know, studied up and I found out there are a lot of forms, but we're talking more about ghosting, um, gaslighting, and reverse psychology. There's also passive aggression. Um, there is bullying, emotional bullying. There are quite a number of them, actually. I don't know if I should go into guilt. Yes, yeah, guilt tripping people mm-hmm. and looking for sympathy. Then when you distort issues, distortion, there are many, yes, many yes. aspects. Narcissism, which actually has 
a lot of these other things I said, narcissism seems to sort of pack it all yeah. together. And then there's withdrawal, which I find is actually like ghosting. Did you say withdrawal? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what is the best way to know if I'm being gaslighted? Okay. Well, what uh, is gaslighting to start with? Yeah, so gaslighting is literally um, trying to make someone feel that something that truly happened didn't happen or something that they feel is not valid. That's the most, uh, that's the short version, basically, of what gaslighting is. So it's either they're trying to make someone feel that something that happened, an event that happened did not happen or that how they feel is not how they should feel. Um, Even though how they feel is valid. Is valid, is actually yeah. valid, but... Um, gaslighting sort of keeps trying to make you feel bad for feeling the way you, you know you feel about the situation. Um, so yeah. Um, the best way to know. Okay, so there are like a couple of ways. Um, one of them is if you are, if someone is actively trying to tell you that something that happened did not happen. Like you were there, you know it happened, but this person is standing in front of you and telling you, no, 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 it didn't happen. Or they're trying to make it look like, oh, that was not how I meant it. Or that was not what I said. It's like, basically like we talked about, it's deception all the way. So they're, make, or they're making you feel like you're the one that is too sensitive. So like usually this happens in cases where something happens and you're offended. Usually that's when gaslighting comes up something negative has happened and you feel offended or you feel affected by it and they try to make you feel like ah, that's not a big deal you should not feel that's this true, way yeah. you are being too sensitive or they also go around and make you feel guilty for something that you did not actually do i think that's the definition i'm aware of they, they make you feel they make you feel a certain way when it's not. They make you feel guilty for what you've done right. For your, yeah, exactly. So it's it's like they it's like they turn the tables around mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day, you are the one feeling like what you did was wrong, was when wrong. in actual fact you were right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. that's a couple of ways. Okay, what is the best defense against gaslighting, and is it possible to stop them from happening? Huh. So the best defense against gaslighting is... I mean, use a scenario where, um, let's say, the parties involved are couples, I mean, husband and wife living in the same house, or maybe a child and the parents, maybe the mother and and the son or the daughter living under the same roof. How do you expect this person to defend himself in such scenarios? Okay, so I think that in in real life scenarios, depending on the person you are dealing with, so a husband and wife situation is definitely different from a parent-child situation so husband and wife situation you can in actual fact exactly so if there is a superior party Mm. let me put it that way whether uh, an older person or somebody that is in a place of authority it is possible that you may not always be able to stop them the only thing is that you need to um, develop your own clarity about what happened so it's a lot of you work at that point exactly for you personally like so you're sure of what happened and you stick to what happened and then in cases in professional cases in fact you can go Mm -hmm. if you know that this person Mm -hmm. has this habit you can go as far as gathering proof yeah you can go as far as gathering proof i mean we have a very um very clear example Mm -hmm. this whole nsas thing Mm -hmm. if we didn't have proof it would just have been an award against that of the government and military and all of that you know so i think that in situations where it really matters like in professional situations you should actually have proof Mm -hmm. 
Um, with husband and wife situations, what would probably happen is that there will just be a lot of back and forth and a lot of argument. But you need to, once you have worked on your own mental clarity about what is happening, and you have seen that this thing is this thing has happened over and over, then you already know that you are dealing with a manipulative person. Mm-hmm. So you know how to maintain your own stance in any issue. You may you may need to stop arguing after a while just to let it go, yeah. but you know how to maintain so that you don't feel. Um, minimize because that's actually what yeah, happens. Because that's the end result. Yeah. That's what happens with most people. They just suddenly they they keep shrinking and shrinking and shrinking under this person's forceful insistence on what is not right or what did not happen. Mm-hmm. But once you can maintain your own emotional stance about it, you may not be able to argue back and forth about it yeah. all the time. Yeah. But at least you are sure. So mentally, you are sound about what is happening, yeah. regardless of that person's <laughs> actions. Um, come to think of it, is gaslighting always done? subconsciously or does it happen with intent i mean for those the subject you get what i'm saying like the person who is gaslighting the other person do you think they do it intentionally or is this Hmm. something they just pick up from maybe someone they've stayed with at the point do you know what i'm saying yeah so this is something i've actually thought thought long and hard about and i realized that quite a number of manipulative people don't know that they're manipulative they don't it's just a habit they fall back one maybe it was a habit that they used to survive at a time in their lives so for instance people that come from like troubled homes or broken um homes or backgrounds that we had they may have had to be manipulative as a coping mechanism to get past difficult people and difficult situations and so it just becomes a way of life for some of them i don't think that all people that gaslight actually do it intentionally i think some people have just gotten used to it and then they need to be called back and then there are the other set of people who do it within they know what they want to achieve with it and they will do like a whole elaborate thing in order to fit the scenario they are trying to create for you i have known of some this this kind of things have broken marriages Even basically people actually leave offices or yeah of and just resign yeah. because it was like elaborate situations that are tailored to make you be in the situation where you're like what's happening because mm. this person intentionally had this planned out all along there are crazy people like that no, and then they're just the people who it's just a habit they got into i mean i think gaslighting on its own is like an elaborate topic or a huge topic on its own but let's move to ghosting um is what does ghosting mean primarily uh, so ghosting is actually this this term that we throw around on social media about when a person stops communicating and just yes. disappears without mid any, without any explanation mid yeah. mid mid circumstance mid like an ongoing communication mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. an ongoing yeah. situation with the yeah. person and the person just disappears and it's like you never see them again i, I think it's also the same thing as as um withdrawal so that's basically what ghosting is uh, so how can ghosting be undoed by the ghosted? Yeah. Um, do you understand the question? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. So, well, it depends on the circumstance. There are so many situations where ghosting happens. Let, let's talk about, let's break it down to professional parts and okay. uh, let's say family and friendship. Okay. So for family and friendship, if ghosting happens, depending on how important this relationship is to you. I mean, family and friends. <laughs> well, important. no, some people have family and friends that they are willing to let go of, okay. <laughs> you know, but I mean, if this is someone that you're not 
willing to let and you, you want to know what's happening, mm-hmm. you can reach out to the person a couple of times. Now, there's no assurance that this person will be willing to have a have conversation. conversation yeah. You have to prepare, you have to manage your expectations in that mm-hmm. way. You can't just say, well, if I ask this person, they will tell me what happened. They may ask, some people are so avoidant that they don't want to deal with the conflicting situation so they don't even want to talk about it at all so you would reach out to them and they will just they may not even respond it has happened to many people that they will not respond to you at all that will just be the end of that and you never know what happened but it's important to also be able to resolve issues in your own mind you can discuss it with someone that you think is is more yeah mature enough to handle it so that you can know if okay, maybe it was something I did if you were wrong and all mm-hmm. of that and fix it. But this is one of those situations where you may not be able to wait for, what's that word? Um, closure. Okay. Yeah, because okay. some people may just never come back to talk about what happened. Mm-hmm. This is one of those situations where you need to just manage it on your own, get someone you can talk to about it and then be willing to let it go and hope that sometime in the future, the ghost... Ah, <laughs> the yeah. ghost star would come back and maybe you can have that conversation. And it's perfectly normal. I, I think something you know? about me, when I'm being ghosted, to a very large extent, I do not expect the person to come back. I mean, my, my mind is closed already. Yeah, because I mean, there will yeah. be a, there's a reason the person did what mm-hmm. they did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Especially when I've tried uh, getting to have a conversation and there is no... There's no, no I just, yeah. yeah. Okay, so how can I avoid ghosting? How can okay? I think you've answered how ghosting can be handled by, by the ghosting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how can I avoid ghosting, or what do I have to say or do instead of ghosting? Okay. So, so are we talking is, about from the two parts, please? Okay. So this is from the aspect of someone that likes to ghost on a normal day. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, this is this is an interesting one because I think that people that ghost is usually a sign of something deeper. Usually, it is a sign that maybe they don't know how to handle conflict, and it's two ways. They may have been in the midst of so much conflict growing up or staying in a particular place that they now do everything they can to avoid it. So anything that doesn't look like a smooth conversation that we end in smiling and laughing, they cannot deal. Then there's other people who have been in situations where they've been surrounded by so much conflict that they feel like everything has to be conflict. So even when it is not going to end like that, you already imagine that this conversation cannot end well. You know, and I think it's a huge sign of maturity to understand that conversations are actually the way forward in any situation. You would be surprised how much you would learn from talking to people if you would just allow the talking to happen. And I can tell you for a fact, you can hide behind. Don't let people tell you that you cannot hide behind SMS and text and chats. I think that if you have a big communication problem, you can take baby steps. You can say, okay, I don't know. I don't know how I, I want to have this conversation in person. Maybe I should chat this person. You can send a voice note. You can chat the person up. Because that that gives you a a controlled (coughs) environment. So I think that that's... But the most important thing is to to find... um, First and foremost, to understand that communication is important. You would be surprised how much you will learn if you can communicate. So that's the first thing. And then you have to understand that if someone matters to you in some way, you cannot make them feel like they don't matter. That's what ghosting does. I think that some people don't know. I was reading a thread on, on Instagram and I find that people, some people were like, ah, I'm, I ghost to, I keep malice, which is a form of ghosting to like, something happens between you and your friend and you just disappear. And instead of talking about it, you just don't talk to them forever. You know, and they were just saying that, eh, I just don't want to be in that kind of situation. Some people don't know that it's a big deal. 
But you need to understand that it's like making the other person feel small and insignificant when you cannot, you know, broach a subject with them and try to sort of trash it out. So I think that for people who usually ghost, I've said you can chat, you can try, you can even have a conversation with, with a third party. Just a third party that is mature that is enough, enough of course, to handle the situation. Yeah. You can have a conversation first so that you can get some guidance and some perspective on the issue. But it should not be a habit that you just run away and just walk away from things unresolved. Because the truth is that when you have a lot of unresolved things that you've left behind, it has a way of sort of coming back eventually. And then there's a lot you can learn from that situation if you resolve it that you lose out on because you don't want to resolve it. I think one key thing in, in the whole of all you said is the fact that we have to have conversation whether you are the ghosted or you are the one ghosted mm-hmm. person. Yes. The person, yes. I think the conversation will help you to like resolve whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And um, let's bring it down to like um, a romantic relationship, right? Yeah. Um, I've seen someone and um, I realized that, okay, um, this person actually doesn't meet the expectation I had in my mind, right? Okay. It should be nice to have a conversation about it. And mm-hmm. the end result is that most people, maybe 20% of the people actually just withdraw without having any conversation. Yes. Well, would you like to say anything about that? Oh, yes. I have plenty to say about this <laughs> because it has happened over and over and over to so many people. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I mean, this is a personal opinion. I am a proponent of have the conversation. It may be exactly it may be difficult, it may not end well, but have the conversation so that people don't walk away feeling like something is wrong with me. The truth of the matter is that you will eventually get to the point where you will not feel like something's wrong with you again, Sha, because you need to manage your own self. But I'm just saying that you shouldn't live in your wake people that feel like they don't know what they did wrong and they are confused and you just disappeared. You should be able to say, oh, we're adults. If you are dating, I want to believe that you're an adult. And if you cannot have this kind of conversation, then when you get married and you have a wife and you have issues or you have a husband and you have issues, you will not be able to have conversations that resolve conflict either. So it's good to be able to say, you can find different creative ways of having the conversation, but I am a proponent of, you know what, have the, I know that I've heard guys say that is because of how the lady will react that they just quietly yeah. slip away so that they will not have to deal with the drama. But for people that say that the, the girl will hate them, she's going to hate you anyway. If whether you have the conversation or you just ghost her. In fact, the, the hate will be more if you just ghost her. But if you have the conversation, there will be some level of respect that you were able to communicate what was on your mind. I think that it's important to at least let people go knowing that, oh, this is what happened. Because the pandemic we have of people looking for closure up and down, and because some of some of these people that are on the receiving end of ghosting, they can go from one one relationship to another, just trying to fix what you did, mm. trying to the, you have people like having one fallback guy, one fallback relationship to another one to another one, and really what they are trying to fix is the one person that walked away from them and made them feel like so everything was wrong with them yeah. and they didn't have an idea what was wrong it's important to let people know you know even if you have a criticism you let them know that this is what i do not like about you that is making me say i'm not doing it again it will pain the person but guess what you would have actually helped that person and i mean if you're going to err on any side err on the side of being able to actually help mm-hmm. you yeah. know so how can I overcome emotional manipulation of any kind? Well, the ones we've not spoken about today. <laughs> well, there are 
there are situations that you cannot get out of but of course get out is always the first thing because there are is it's a form of trauma in a sense and if you keep exposing yourself to it whether you like it or not you will begin to become a victim even if you were and usually what happens is that most people don't know most of people that i know that have been at the receiving end of emotional manipulation they start out not knowing yeah, that this is what this person is doing it just looks like we are just having a situation and before you know it you are caught especially when it is a situation where it's a relationship that you really value if it's a work relationship you can you can close eye because of course you you're, you can decide i'm not working here again and get out but if family and friends and romantic relationship this is where this is so dangerous because love sentiments will keep you there until you have no personality of your own until you have no voice of your own and so what we always say is live if you can live at least remove yourself from the situation for a while to be able to assess it objectively so i mean you can resign if you have if it is so bad you know but at work if it's not someone that is always working with you you can just know that this person is just being Yeah. themselves and ignore them but if it's in a close in close relationships you might really have to get out of the same space with that person for a while to be able to get yourself and your mind back yeah. Yeah. thank you um so what is um reverse reverse psychology <clears throat> oh well reverse psychology we, do, we all talk about it a lot it's is you know what you want to get the person to do but you find a way that looks like you don't want it in order to get the person to do it. So you already know that if I say this thing or if I do this thing, it will get this effect from this person. And reverse psychology um thrives on the fact that you know that the other person actually cares. And I think it also thrives on the fact that you know the person's weaknesses and the person's Yes, strength. the person's weaknesses and then because you know the person cares. Yeah. There a lot of cases of reverse psychology if you if the person didn't care. If the person had no connection or attachment to you, if you were not part of the person's weaknesses in a sense, it might not work. Usually reverse psychology works because you know the person's weaknesses and you yourself you might be a weakness of that person and so it's easy to use something that you know they would think is important to you to get them to do something that you want. So that's my thought on reverse psychology. Okay, um so finally, how do I draw a clear and firm boundary in professional and personal relationships? Yeah. Oh, well, I have this saying when it comes to professional relationships that I am not at work to be liked. You guys might be saying. I would rather say do not be emotionally attached to your colleagues at work and to mm. even your job. I mean, I feel like you can I feel like because well, human beings, you can't really say that. Do not be totally <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just that you must have boundaries for right. where your emotions stop and where objectivity starts. Mm-hmm. But you would always have an emotional attachment to whatever you're involved in as a human being. The thing that I would say is that you must separate yourself from what is the main purpose of why I'm here. That I always say, I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to do my job. If I, if along the way I gain friends, that's beautiful. But I'm not here for that. So that you don't lose focus. And then once you have that at the back of your mind, you're not trying to impress people. You're not trying you're not getting into situations that are complex because you already know that look, my job is the most important thing that I'm doing here. Everyone of course be a kind person, be civil, be polite, but understand that, you know, in this place this is my primary aim. Yeah. That that helps you to draw boundaries. You're not looking for friendship 
uh, uh, by force. You're not looking for people to get emotionally attached to you yeah. by force. And that helps you so that people that, need, that want to make demands from you, they already understand that. We are making a professional demand here. It's not we are not going to use Shabi. We went out last night as part of the way to demand anything because we know already that this relationship is professional. Yeah. But of course, you will make friends in the workplace, and that might still bring some issues. But well, um, boundaries in personal relationships because once you make friends in the workplace, what happens is that the relationship is not personal. You know, and boundaries is you need to understand like who you are, what you would accept. And that's why everybody's encouraged to learn more about human relationships so that you will not be in the dark when someone is doing something they're not supposed to do, when they're treating you in a way. Many people don't even know that they are being manipulated. They don't know that this person is trying to get me to, to do, do stuff, to do, yeah. you know. Many people don't know. They're just there. It's like a zombie thing. And we must learn. We must open our eyes now there's no don't get so emotional that you cannot be objective there are times when i stop and i ask myself what exactly this guy that i'm saying is my friend my friend my friend what exactly are we doing like what exactly is this friendship because there are people that you just like and you you are deceiving yourself and saying that you know i'm trying to maintain the friendship i'm using an example many of us are used to this is a guy that is maybe doesn't really care about you like that or it's obvious that is um then is not good for you as a person, maybe values and all of those things don't align. And you you say that, oh, I don't want to stop talking to him. We still need to, we want to maintain the friendship. And a lot of times, one of the questions I ask myself that helps me to put that in perspective is really, what is the um, focus of this friendship? What is actually the friendship? And then you realize that most of the time, when you need a friend, this is not the person you call. You actually have your friends and then you're able to tell yourself and just be objective. Like, you know what? This person does not have to be in my life. I can do what, I can delete him. Away, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm <mute>, exactly. <laughs> you know, but so those are the things. Those are those are the ways that we create boundaries for ourselves. You have to ask yourself honest questions. If not, you just be in a sentimental rigmarole, um, just following after something or someone, and not really asking yourself, does this actually benefit me? You know, before I start just getting emotionally lost in the whole thing. And these are the things that help you draw boundaries. Thank you, Dr. Tony. Um, in conclusion, I would say, like I said earlier, elder relationship should be based on trust, understanding, and mutual respect. I mean, emphasis on mutual respect. So um, be mindful of um, the relationships you find yourself in and know how to manage them. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your View with Olu Dalapo. Trust you had a great time listening. Feel free to share, like, and leave a comment. You could also reach out to us on Instagram at What's Your View with underscore Olu Dalapo. Thank you once again for listening. Mm-hmm.